All right, lovelies, enough with the dancing <clears throat> um, Gene Simmons-esque shenanigans. Got kind of um, an interesting topic today, at least I think it's interesting, spurned on uh, by some conversation that happened today with some of the writer folks that I follow and talk to on the good old-fashioned Twitter. Is Twitter old-fashioned by now? I feel like it is. It's been around a while. But let's go ahead and uh, let's get some ASMR. Let's pour that delicious drink. Oh, very nice. Very good. I think I'll probably kill this bottle today. But there are some new black cats stopping with a hello. Hi. Black cat, how are you doing today? Hope you're doing well. But there's some new there's some new um, things coming about in terms of self-publishing. And somebody that I know, uh, his name is Ryan Williamson, and he wrote a book called The Widow's Son, which you, if you are unfamiliar with that, we're going to do uh, some links in here. Wait a minute, I need to... Okay, I want to make sure that was the right... Uh, Amazon, but he wrote uh, a book called The Widow's Son, and we're going to go ahead and link you to that. No, not Windows, Widows. Don't autocorrect me. Don't autocorrect me. I know what I'm typing. Jeez, this uh, oh, search is being kind of a jerk. <clears throat> so, the book is called The Widow's Son, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a link to it here. Um, Black Cat says, still sick. Got the, you know. Oh, do you have the, do you have the Rona? Oh, I'm sorry, Black Cat. E. Or is this diarrhea? Um, there's a lot of aspects to this discussion and so I kind of want to just uh, in this case dive right into it so number one let's go take a look at the widow's son book alright so here it is listed on Amazon the genre for this is the Weird West. So let's go ahead and just read this. I'm going to read the synopsis here, okay? Keep the good book close and your six gun closer. Pass the bottle, stranger, and I'll tell you a true story of a West that never was. A tale of the lawman Zarahemla Two Crows and his quest for the widow's son that led him through the gates of hell. A story of the child's young pioneer mother who joins two crows and the vampire hunting nun and cavalrymen with his steed of steam and iron who come to their aid. A tale of a world where one needs a trusty six-gun at their side and an even greater trust in God to survive. I'll tell you of their battle into the heart of darkness and the faith required to prevent the resurrection of a godlike entity of evil, a power greater than the world has ever known. I'll tell you a story, friend, of when the West was weird. 
Ryan Williamson's The Widow's Son is a gritty blend of steampunk fantasy, the occult, and western adventure that will take you on a wild ride unlike anything you've experienced before. Wolf Dietrich, author of The Seals of Abgal. So this was published uh, in 2021 on November 10th. It's about 500 or so pages. Uh, this was independently published. So as we look through some of the details here, Jack Bedelaire says, "Oh snap, Jack Bedelaire, good to see you, man. Haven't been around in a while. It's nice. It's nice to see you in your dapper, distinguished, iron gray beard, hair, glasses, sharp dressed shoe." coat outfit you complete fucking hunk of a man but seriously it's good to see you and cheers i am in fact not a sweet talker i am merely a truth sayer sir <laughs> so this is listed if you look at the uh if you look at the breakdown uh steampunk fiction historical fantasy and you move on down and you look at some of the reviews and you know, it's got it's got a fairly good amount of reviews okay um looks pretty positive uh you figure all right 4.5 out of 5 45 ratings uh, most of them are four and five stars a couple of the ones that people didn't like which hey that's fine not everything is for everyone and that's a topic that we will touch on a little bit later but uh, a few things to break down and unpack here. Number one is this. Reviews. For some of us who do this creative work, and I don't really have anything like this that has like a, a full-blown review, although some of it, I guess, is people stopping into the podcast and comments on Twitter and all that sort of shit. But, yes, he is a Pacific Northwesterner. Blackhouse has another one. Another one what? Um, oh, yes. Another another Pacific Northwesterner. But yes, um, we'll go ahead and read the bio. Ryan Williamson is a former U.S. Army Cavalry Scout living in the Pacific Northwest. He is the author of numerous short stories in the top ten Western horror best-selling novel, The Widow's Son. His short story, Little Mouse, received an honorable mention from the Writers of the Future contest. Ryan enjoys coffee, motorcycles, cowboy guns, and long walks with coffee. So, I had the pleasant and privilege, oh, the, the present, what am I, a mashed potato mouth thing. The pleasure and privilege of uh, meeting and talking to Ryan at a uh, science uh, fiction convention that was held this summer. And that's where I uh, initially heard about this book. And... So look, in talking with him there and talking with him online, we've talked about stuff like this before, and I'm sure this was touched on a little bit with both Jack Badalair when we talked and with Scott West himself, which is the whole, man, maybe I suck aspect, which I think in this case, you've got reviews, and the more reviews that are fair and honest, I think the more it can help you avoid that syndrome of the, oh my God, maybe I just suck. Because it's difficult. It's difficult when you look at metric boards and sales and go, geez, maybe people aren't buying this because it's terrible. 
And you're like, well, the people that bought it and read it liked it. Maybe it's just another difficulty of Amazon filtering and searching and all that sort of stuff and algorithms fucking with things and, you know, that that whole basket of trouble that we've talked about in terms of getting the visibility. Same thing with this show. I have difficulty getting visibility now and then because I'm just a ball-headed mook who sits here and talks for an hour. I don't really have like a... <laughs> Dash V, stop right with a smiley face. Dash V, hope you're doing well. So, let's do a roundabout discussion of some things. I did a uh, two narrations or readings of trailers for this book, The Widow's Son. One of them was the text that I basically just read to you that is on the Amazon page. Another one was after I had had some cigars and had some drinks, I decided uh, to just read one off the cuff and sent it to him that he also liked. But he put together a really nice looking trailer um, with some quotes and some animation and put the voice over the top. And he was very appreciative of that. He was like, oh man, you know, I really like it. Thank you so much. And look, I was just happy. I was happy to be involved. No money exchanged, no nothing. I didn't even necessarily like you don't have to say my name or whatever if you don't want to. I just did it for the fun. I did it for the fun and because I know how hard this is and I know that I've got a lot of friends who do this sort of stuff and maybe they have a good speaking voice or good writing voice or artistic ability, whatever, right? We all come together and try to bolster our friends and make this a little more fun, a little more enjoyable. So that was some time ago. I think that was probably near the uh, end of the summer last year that all of that was done. And so today there was uh, another sort of tweet thread where he had tweeted out the uh, trailer with my narration on it. And one of the first comments was by an individual who said, more or less, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm not going to call this up because I don't want names and whatever but more or less was like hey no offense uh intended but uh nice narration but really don't uh find the voice uh on that very appealing and don't think the emotion uh was very good and it would be much better if you had this other person here do the reading and so someone's like oh well you know it's it wasn't me, it was a dear friend of mine who did it for me, but, you know, thanks for the comment, whatever, on the book. <clears throat> and uh, I just replied with a little bit of a E, like, ooh. Half in jest, because look, you don't like, like, you don't like my voice, whatever, that's fine. I, look, everything and everyone isn't for everybody, right? So... I've done enough of these and I feel like I've gotten enough positive comments from people who have enjoyed me speaking or reading things in the past that you're obviously going to get some negative reviews for some stuff now and then. It stings, sure. I think it always stings. But you can't let that blow the wind out of your sails. If you have other people that are happy and enjoy your work, you have to focus on those and quote-unquote not the haters. Well, that thread 
sort of spun off a little bit into the ether where one person said, hey, don't you think that maybe saying something like that uh, was possibly better in private since the person that did the reading for that might be here and be... And, and then this person got, like, all super defensive. Oh, you're being a hypocrite, and I have the right to say what I want. And, of course, it just goes on and on. I I didn't say anything. I just sent my one fucking emoji. Like, I... <laughs> um, is somebody who is a creative person, and Jack, and Scott, and even Black Cat, or, look, anybody who's here, Right? I feel like there's always a sense of if you want to try to be good at something, we talked about this on the Better Writer episode. You're always going to think, I could have done that better. I could have put this in there. Maybe I could have pitched my voice this way or could have done that or could have... Because I feel like we're, in that regard, all of our harshest critics, unless we are a complete egomaniacal, narcissistic shitbag, which none of us are. None of the people in here are. None of you. I might be. No. Um, and, and so, like, I was like, eh. And so, how that how the rest of that conversation sort of continued and went is that one person uh, piped in. Let's see. This is running a little bit slow. Uh, somebody said, where is it? Uh, dun, dun. Yeah, the one uh, was like, it really is and truly to each their own. I've really struggled through some narrators because I don't like a small thing about their voice or how they deliver, etc. and others I absolutely love. That's just what made me think I could do this. And I'm not right for every job, but some of them. And then they continued and said to me, it's important to remember as you go along, if you are what the author wants, all is good. It's seriously like acting. There are actors they think did a fabulous job, but a friend can't stand them. It's preference, and we each have our space. And so my reply to that was the following. I said, hey, it's all good. The client liked it, so that's what matters. Uh, I've done a bunch of readings and narrations, phone trees, etc., and gotten compliments to be okay with the fact not everyone will like it. Cheers. And so... Look, that just turns into one of those things as we've as as we've discussed and talked about this stuff before. You have your days where like some days that's just water off the duck's back and it's no big deal. And then you have other days where shit like that really fucking stings, right? Uh Jack Battler says a product with a few detractors is better than a project never done. Just gotta roll with it. Absolutely. Because no project is going to be perfect. Some of the some of the, some of the things that are lauded as the greatest works ever have people like I think it sucked. So it's going to fucking happen, right? Are you proud of the thing you did? I think is the most important part. And if you finish it and you gave it your best shot, I think you should be proud of it. Meow the cat says it's me. I mean meow. He's losing his brain cells outside. He's just popping in to tell you to enjoy yourself, and then he's going to return to his half dead state and continue. To move forward. Oh, and thanks for the raid yesterday. Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Cheers to you, Meow the Cat. And so again, if you are curious, here's a link to this book, The Widow's Son, uh, by Ryan Williamson. 
And I know he has often been back and forth on that. He's like, oh, you know, maybe it's not great. And blah, 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 blah. Like, look, it's, it's, it's fine. You finished a book. It's an amazing accomplishment. Anyone who finishes a book like that, it, that's an amazing accomplishment, number one. Number two, even some of my favorite books, my favorite books or movies or whatever. Well, not, not all of them, obviously, but... Some of the, my favorite things have parts where I'm like, that's always going to happen. That's always going to happen. But that's not, you don't suck because of that, right? King Dinosaur never tries to think who's going to get this, but rather the right people will get this. I'd like to, I'd like to, dissect that sentence for just a minute because I feel like it is more the people who will get this are the people that will truly in enjoy what they're getting out of it maybe if that like now I hesitate to say like right and wrong but it's hey there's certain things that will like really touch certain people there's other parts that will really touch some other people so like the pieces that are potent and endearing and memorable, like, hopefully, those, like, as long as those people who you wanted that for, like, get it and you don't miss it, I think is, is a laudable goal and the mark of something that's crafted nicely. But look, even, even silly popcorn stuff can still be enjoyable. Not everything has to be this great intellectual exercise. Uh, Jack Lair turned me on to these Fargo novels. Let's be honest, the Fargo novels aren't any... But, like, they're just fucking fun. He runs around, he kicks some ass, and it's just fucking fun. Like, we... And, yeah, there's some parts of some of them are like, Bleh. And there's other parts where, like, man, that was just great. Hilarious. Like, man, just what a lot of fun. So, like, yeah, you know, like... And I think that's the thing, too, is in going back to the reviews, in going back to the whole writing criticism thing, Look, grammar mistakes, some spelling mistakes, some stuff like that. I mean, uh, unless it's horrendous. But, like, is it fun? Did it did it capture your audience? Was it just enjoyable? And I feel like even if you wrote a good story that was, like, the worst edited thing ever, like, I would still give it three stars. Like, it, it's like the fucking Gladiator thing, right? Were you not entertained? Didn't you do this for the entertainment and the imagination? I feel like if you wanted to read this, for, like, just go be a substitute teacher or get a part-time job being uh, an English paper editor for a fucking college or something. But, like, yeah, good, cheap entertainment has its place. Like, uh, King Dinosaur, I think I, I, I got what you... Like, I'm, we're on the same page. I just wanted to try to, to dig into it a, a, a little more. Because I, I, I've often had a thing where I'm like, you know, I write something and certain people are like, I don't get it. And then other people are like, mmm, chewy. Like, yeah, Rayler does something appeal to everyone. Of course not. And again, when this person made this comment, I was a little bit like, ouch. But even still, hey man, no worries. I mean, if, if you, for example, like a, like a voice like Raven Dreams, okay? He has a, a softer, smoother tone to his voice. Yeah, I mean, my voice is kind of loud and booming and rough in a way. And uh, 
So of course it's not going to appeal to everybody. Maybe you just don't like hearing a man's voice at all and you'd rather hear a female narrate everything. Felt like, fine, fine. Again, to each their own. You're going to have to, right? And so you have this mix of like content criticism by the creator where you just go, man, I don't know. Am I, am I fucking this up? Am I, <laughs> they like it. They like my voice the best because it's, and if they don't, and then just tell them, I'll take the fucking stick and I'll hit you in the head. Just fucking shut up. <laughs> I feel like almost everybody likes the Black Cat's poppy voice. <laughs> so, so, so as all of this is happening, Okay, as all of this is happening, I get a message from Mr. Ryan Williams, uh, Ryan Williamson himself. And he, I was like, you know, yeah, it's just, and he's like, man, don't let the haters get you down. And, and he's like, uh, you know, you know, I was talking to him a little bit about just some stuff going on. If you, if you hadn't heard on Twitter, I had an uh, uncle of mine who had a stroke today. Uh, he's able to move around and can speak but he's a little rattled and is having some stuttering in his speech so they've got to do some further tests and between that and work and whatever i'm like man it's just one of those days you just feel like you took a pounding you know and he goes yeah sorry things are not doing so great i can relate to that i said well like you know what's going on is it is it anything you want to talk about i'm here for you uh you didn't see that yeah i mean Again, such is the nature of Twitter, right? You have these messages and the shit just goes through the timeline. So no worries. And honestly, I said it as no replies. Not because I didn't want to talk to anybody about it, but kind of like, look, it's just there. There really isn't anything to say. Like, just send some thoughts and prayers and vibes or burn some incense. Whatever you're going to do, could just use some support energy for my family we got some some people not doing so great so but um he said oh nothing too bad you know the family stuff just work is killing me and i'm getting depressed about the writing and i was like "Uh uh-oh and i said well like on the writing thing is it output or stories or feedback or like what's going on because I was genuinely curious. And so in this case, the answer I got was not the answer that I was expecting. So podcast folks, you're going to take a brief break and then you're going to hear the answer that I got. And we're going to dig in and discuss that a little bit because this is a, a an important, important thing to talk about. And I'm very interested in other people's perspectives. Be right back. Okay, so King Dinosaur is on the edge of his seat. So here comes the answer. This is not the answer that I was expecting. The answer was this, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Just the lack of readers. This Vela thing is killing me. It's free for the first three episodes, 
and 70% of the traffic I drive there doesn't even read the first episode, and those that do, on one-third uh, on one third of them read on to episode two. I'd expect drop-off once you have to pay for an episode, but the massive drop-off after the first episode is demoralizing. And so I talked to him a little bit about this, and then came out the, I don't know, man, maybe I just suck. And I said, I, dude, I don't think you suck. I, I, I seriously doubt that's it. And so, so let's do two pieces of, of this here, okay? Number one, what are we talking about? Well, this is Ryan Williamson's Destroying Angel. Military science fiction, a dark ops assassin, mother, and revolutionary. Destroying Angel is the story of a slave soldier who rises to lead her people to freedom against a tyrant who is ruled as a god for 100 generations. Now, I hope he wouldn't be... No, it's Vela, it's garbage. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Vela's ridiculous. Oh, see, we're already getting some good feedback from Mr. Battle Earhart. See, this is useful stuff. This is very useful to, to feedback, and I hope that this that Ryan is either listening or gets this. King Dinosaur says, I've never even heard of Vela. I'm so ignorant about that stuff. Well, let's dig in. This is, this is why we're doing this. We're going to dig in. First things first, though, just in case anyone missed it, and because I like to share and support, here's a link to The Widow's Son. And now that you have seen that, let's take a look at... The hell, what the hell is this thing? Well, here's what it is. Uh, Amazon Vela is kind of a way to... Give some stuff for free, and then you have like these little tokens that you can buy to unlock chapters of stuff. So it's a way to basically put out serialized stories. If you recall, we talked about a little bit of this with RoboPulp and about the thing that I was thinking of doing. And this has really sort of changed my mind, I think, on, on a lot of it. Because as it turns out, maybe it ain't so great. But let's look at it first. Okay, so here, here is this Destroying Angel. So I'm going to give you the link to that so you can check it out on your own. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. When you, when you look at this, it was pub just recently published. And here we have, uh, you know, some part of the first episode. Jack Badalera is B&RB and an AFK. All right. But let's see. Let's give this a taste. I hope Ryan would be okay with this, but let's give this a brief taste. And we can sort of see, does he suck? He, he doesn't suck. But this starts off with episode one, the crash. My back is broken. Overhead, a fire like molten gold halos the umber of the blue gas giant, our small desert moon orbits. The eclipse is beautiful. I don't think I've ever taken the time to appreciate it. I've seen it a thousand times, but... You notice these things when you're dying. A cold wind whips across the desert. I'm on my back, staring at the eclipse, feeling sand hitting rocks, boast flesh where my armor has been ripped away. Fires from the crash burn around me, and my breath escapes my shattered visor and thick plumes. I can feel icicles forming on my eyelashes. The pain is so intense. 
All I can do is clench my jaw until it feels like my teeth will crack. I look up and to the right, glancing at the message blinking in my field of vision. Systems offline. I'd swear, but it hurts too much. Hitting the ground after being hurled from a skimmer, flying in excess of 300 knots, should have left me a smear across the desert floor. But my armor held up. Only the best for a machete, the elite of the elite, gods, own destroying angels. One moment we were low over the landscape and round to the target, and the next I was hitting solid ground at a sudden 200 Gs of deceleration. Then I was seeing flashes of earth and skies that tumbled for several hundred meters, rock and sand grinding my armor plating down to the ferrofluid combat skin, into my flesh beneath. Systems offline. <laughs> I didn't even hear the RPG alarm. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. If I hadn't been riding on the skid on Overwatch, I'd be dead already. I think that would have been preferable. Instant. No pain. Tears are running down the side of my face, pooling and freezing in my ears. All I can hear is a high-pitched ringing. I think my eardrums burst when I hit the ground. Every breath is just like a flaming spear through my chest. Rebooting. Information begins to scroll down the upper right corner of my field of vision. A damage report. Ribs. Broken. Back. Broken. Legs. Broken. Skull. Fractured. A cough of blood experiencing pain on a new level I never thought possible. And then... Blackness. For what feels like an eternity, I alternate between waking up in excruciating pain, screaming and coughing up blood before passing out into blissful oblivion over and over again. Like, I'm going slowly insane. In one moment of unconsciousness, I dream I'm once again a child in my father's arms. His face is an unrecognizable blur. He's saying something, uh, a name I can't remember. My mother is beside him. They're crying. I can't remember her face either, but I but I can smell uh, freshly baked unleavened bread, sweet sweet figs and dates, the musky sweat of my father's leathery skin. My parents cry because it is the day of Katif, the annual harvest of the best and brightest of our children. A blood tax to Hashem, our God and King. A punishment for our rebellion 100 generations ago. When Ima reaches her zenith in the sky, the royal, the royal administrators will come for every chosen child who has reached their seventh standard year. But she is so small, my mother moans. Yet she is fierce, my father replies. But, but to be a concubine or even a soldier, what life is that? The life of a slave? Are we any better than slaves ourselves? My father asked gently. She is fierce. She will survive. She will gain honor and status before Hashem. Curse on his name. My mother spits. Put your tongue, woman, the walls have ears. Then let them hear.
So I was reading this. I'm like, actually, this is pretty good. I really, you know, I'm really, in, I was like, I'm really enjoying this. And honestly, this Amazon Vela thing, I actually think is kind of cool. I mean, this is really nice and readable. I feel like it does a nice job with the display. And, you know, here's a note from the author. Author, Time is precious, and there are a lot of things competing for it, so I appreciate you taking the time to check out this first installment of Destroying Angel. Make sure to follow so you can get notified of future episodes, and if you enjoyed this one, give it a like. Likes are pure gold for Vela authors. If you want to contact me, I'd love to hear what you think. You can find me at ryanwilliamson.com or on Twitter at rywillwrite. Looking forward to seeing you next time. And so then when you're done with an episode, you click the next one and you go to the next episode. Now, they want you to sign in to move forward, but those first episodes are free. And and so in this case, we're, we're going to sort of go to what some of this is. And let's, uh, Jack Badalaire has a good, uh, has a good, uh, 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 comment here and he says yeah but it's all microtransactions. but you have to buy this intermediary currency first you've got to get tokens and exchange them for sections right so think of this like buying an old pulp comic book or something right like you're gonna get little you're gonna get little chunks you don't have to pay a large amount up front you could buy a bunch of tokens and and so, first I want to, uh, Jack says, it's more hassle for the reader. I agree. I agree with you. So, I'm going to only play devil's advocate and say, what I like about that, though, is I've had some times where I've either gotten books and they started out good and then shit the bed. And I was like, man, I wish I didn't pay the full $14 for this. I wish I could have paid what is it, 50 cents, and read a little bit of it, and then went, eh. I also feel like, because of this format, if somebody has a new idea, like, let's just say it's your favorite author, and he's releasing his next favorite work. Well, rather than have to wait for the whole entire book to be finished, you can give it out in little pieces. So, hey, cool, here's the first couple of chapters. I read that. I can't wait for the next piece. And so on and so on, right? So, I mean... I think it's I think it's neat. I, I, I like the idea, but I also do not like the idea. Um, King Dinosaur says, hmm, it's not for me, but I also write on parchment with a goose quill. So, do you really? Are you fucking with me? Or do you sit... Th- can, you, can we get uh, King Dinosaur scratchy quill ASMR? I like that little sound. It's, 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 a, it's a good sound. Oh, in your mind. Right. So he, here's what I don't like about this thing. Okay, here's what I don't like about this. And this was something that I, I brought up to Ryan in the chat. And I'm interested in your take on this. I said, well, here's, here's maybe a problem. Somebody will see the word free and they'll go check out your Vela thing and they'll go, 
Ooh, is the whole thing free? No, okay. So there's a few pieces of it free and they're going to pay. I remember when the show Deadwood came out. I didn't watch it. And some seasons went by and I was like, man, this show seems awesome. I really got to check it out. And then I heard, nope, it got canceled and none of the story is resolved. And I'm like, well, then I ain't fucking watching that show. Because the last thing I'm going to do is invest hours in a thing that never ends. Now, a parallel to this thing here, Vela-wise. If somebody goes on this page and says, Oh, okay, well, I get like the first two sections, three, and they're going to pay. Yeah, but I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay anything. I only like free shit. Why am I going to read the first two sections... If I know I'm never going to read past the first two sections because I'm not going to pay, so I may as well just bounce the fuck out of here. Black Cat, that's a... I, I get that too. I watched it, but that's not that's not the point. The point being, I think you have a lot of people who go, yeah, but if I'm never going to see the ending, why would I even fucking start? If, I, if I'm never going to get to the resolution or the epilogue, why would I even rather... Be- if I can't get this whole thing for free, then I'm just going to like look at the first intro and then just leave the page, right? And I have a feeling there are a lot of people that do that. A lot of people that do that. They only want the free shit. They're not going to pay for nothing. Or anything. Uh, Jack Belair says, I gotta say that always in like the Lana Kane from Archer, which is one of the best shows ever. Uh, and it's a third platform. So now you have Kindle, Kindle Unlimited and Vela. And and that's just trash. That's just fucking trash. Uh, Air says, why do Vela when you can do Kindle Unlimited and get a ton of content as fast as you can read it for 10 bucks a month? A thousand percent. And I don't know why they didn't just make it where, like, okay, so you can you could just, I mean, at the very least, you could say, well, look, it just takes, it, it's like 10 cents a thing. So if you have Amazon credits, it's just fucking 10 cents. It's just a fucking dime or whatever. Why have, why put an intermediate fucking, like, what is this, Xbox or PlayStation or some shit? You already have a currency because you already have a... Th- it's like any of these things with their credits and their accounts. Why the fuck did they do that? Why the fuck did they do that? Is it is it to get even pricing? But I think that's just a... Tell Ryan this is nothing to get depressed over. Well, Ryan, I'm saying it out loud, so I hope you're listening to this. But you all heard me read the little intro... The, the first little piece of that section. Wouldn't you want to continue with that? I actually thought that was pretty fucking cool. I, I'm sort of picky about science fiction stuff like that. That seemed to me kind of badass. I'm, I'm getting like this Dune... Uh, What's that guy's name? Not. There's another thing where it's like a... a this, this, uh, she was a woman that wrote it. It was like a space series... But I'm like, man, I'm getting some good vibes from this. I actually think this seems pretty fucking cool. I'm like, I have a feeling the reason people aren't reading it is because they gotta pay. And if they gotta pay, they're not gonna start because they're not gonna finish. So do you think the idea 
of episodic or serial content like this just does not work anymore. And I say that and I ask the question because if you recall, RoboPulp, when we were going to show this show that uh, the plot, the audiographic, he was like, oh, well, I think it would be cool if we, if we split it into pieces and showed it as a serial on different days. I'm like, I like that in theory, but I have a feeling what's going to happen is people will not show up for the first or second part and then they'll be confused and then they'll go, well, what happened? And then blah, blah, blah. And then they'll go, oh, well, now I don't know what's happening, so I'm not going to watch this. I'm like, I think it just comes down to people want shit on demand or whatever, right? They either want it on demand and they want to get the whole thing or they just fucking don't want it. Uh, Bad Lair says, I think it is very niche, especially for fiction. Remember that those serial pulps will bundled with other stories into whole magazines. Well, I think of like a... I think of like if you could do it, if you could do it in a way where it was like, oh, here's this Vela thing. And so this book is, let's just say you're like, I don't know, here's a different model. And you went, all right, this destroying angel, you go, it's four bucks. So you pay $4 up front. And then when new chapters are released, it just gets auto delivered. And there you go. And you just read it. And it's a little bit of the Kickstarter Patreon gamble. Hey, if they never really quite finish it or whatever, maybe there's some guarantee where it's like, well, you're you're always going to get a certain number of pages or whatever, but then it's the author's discretion or maybe there's, I, I, I don't know. But I feel like at least that you would pay once and then you would just get the whole thing when it's being written. But that, that Vela thing I think is kind of shitty. You gotta keep going in, recharging, and paying these tokens. And then what if you buy a whole shitload of tokens? And you're like, everything else in here fucking sucks. Now I got these goofball tokens I gotta spend. I'm pretty sure you probably can't refund those back into regular Amazon dollars. So now I'm stuck. It's like going to the arcade, where arcades would have tokens instead of quarters. And then you'd go there and you'd buy a bunch of tokens. And then your mom would be like, your sister's got diarrhea, we gotta go! And you're like, motherfucker, like I got all these fucking tokens. Well, I hope you come back here. I'm never coming back here because the JCPenney's, they're closing it and they're opening them. And then you're like, well, God damn it. So I got all these useless tokens. Fucking. <laughs> I think it could work for James Patterson or Stephen King, rougher going in for an indie author. Or like, <laughs> to use Jack Badalair's point about like a whole magazine. Like, say you bought a bundle. Say you get, like, a serialized bundle. It's Jack Badalair, Scott West, Ryan Williamson, and blah. And, like, you're going to get three novellas bundled into this thing. So, like, you pay these tokens, and as the pieces come out, you get them. But but even still, I just I feel like it's just weird. It's weird the way that it's charged and sold. See, I, I, I just go back to the thing where if you're like, well, look, it's like two bucks. It's like two to three dollars. And you're not going to get a full length novel. But also, you're going to get, you're going to read this as I'm writing it. So if you want to interact with me on Twitter, you can tell me what you think. And like, here you go. And as the pieces get written, you get them. And there you are. And like, 
There might be some editing and grammar mistakes, but that's the thing. You're getting content. If you want the content faster, if you want the story faster, you can do it this way, and that's the difference, right? But as Jack Badlayer is just saying here, why do that when Kindle Unlimited is there? You can still put up short fiction for 99 cents. You could do 7 to 8K short story chunks for 99 cents, and it's still the same reading experience. Yeah, and then just do it on Patreon. I feel like this, I feel like this, this fucking platform, man. Ryan, are you listening to this? If you're listening to this, you do not suck. This thing fucking sucks. Fella, you suck! <laughs> yeah, or something like Wattpad, right? I mean, it, I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked into a whole lot of those, but to me, that's what interests me, because if I write something like that, I always feel like I put out all the content and stuff, and then when I get to a lot of the editing phase... I don't have the time to do it. I don't necessarily want to do it. I have to pay somebody to do it. I can't find somebody to do it. Blah, 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 blah. And so I feel like if I said, look, I mean, here's, here's the story. Here's the intro of the thing of this. If you think it's cool, like, give me $2. And as pieces get written, you get it. There's going to be some mistakes. But, like, you're reading it as I write it. You're reading it as I write it. So hope you're excited for the next piece and it grabs your story. Kind of like the, the, the magazines and, sh- like, the short stories and stuff, again, that used to be in magazines or, like, the little fucking, what are those things called? I don't know why I wanted to say periodical. Not a periodical. But, like, but like that makes more sense to me. I feel like this Vela thing is just not, I, I think the thing is doomed. Do you guys think it's doomed? I kind of think it's doomed. Wattpad is an online community themed around reading and writing. It's a social reading platform intended for users to read and write original stories. See, I, I thought I always thought that was kind of a cool idea of to have a thing like that. And I feel like I feel like again, if you just went back to like Patreon or Kickstarter, like if you just went to Kickstarter or something and just said like, look, or yeah, Patreon. I feel like Patreon is an even better way. Isn't that the same fucking experience? Hey, you go to Patreon and like, here, it's just the next post. And that's just a piece of the story. And also, here it is, is either a PDF or a Mobi file. So like, if you want to download it and put it on your Kindle to read it, you can. And like, if you're a Patreon person, you're going to get a chunk like every other month or something. It's the same thing and you don't have to buy these fucking credits, man. King Dinosaur is against it. Jack Badalera is against it too. I like his initial reaction. It's like, now it's trash. Love that. Fellow's ridiculous. As my buddy, uh, I'll call him Planet Caravan used to say, re-goddamn-diculous. But, I mean, what did you guys think? I read the first chunk. Even if it's not necessarily your thing, that didn't suck, right? I mean, like, it was engaging. I would have read it. But people don't want to do it because they don't want to sign up for these weird credits. And then, once this, like, it's hassle. One of the best things that I read about microtransactions was this. Make it very easy for me to give you my money. If you don't do that, you're not going to get it. It's why things like 
the Apple iTunes and all the rest of that were so were so phenomenally successful. Because if you already had this account things on there, you just click it. It's like, boom, you got it. Wee! Like, you have to go. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. You don't have to go through all this goofball. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go in there and buy these intermediate credits and link this account to develop thing. And then you're playing. And I don't know. Does that even get, like, delivered like that to your regular Kindle? I don't even know. And honestly, this is the first thing, like, when he showed me this and I read it, I was like, I didn't even know this existed. This was honestly my first experience with Vela at all. And look at him like, I like the idea, but I feel like this is a mess. I feel like, you again, you'd be better just doing it as a Patreon thing. And I feel like it's a case of, if it's good enough and people like it and they're going to support you, they're going to support you. If they were going to get it for free, they're going to do that anyway. They're going to find a way to steal it or do something or whatever anyway. So you might as well not worry about those people. It was like I listened to the JTech Music podcast, okay? And I was a Patreon subscriber, and he gives you the Patreon feed. And you can key it in. You can listen to it. Even if your Patreon, like, gets canceled or whatever, well, the feed still works. You can still download the shit, and it's still there. It's dishonest, but you can still do it. But really, I feel like if you really want to support the person, why wouldn't you give them a fucking dollar a month? Like, I mean, if it if it's not worth a dollar a month to you, like, man, come on. Again, maybe just go to the library and read something else or something. I don't know. This is the first King Dinosaur is hearing of it. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think the prediction is? you think this platform is ready for the way of the dodo i think they're trying i feel like this is trying to compete with like a patreon or kickstarter but i think it's just done poorly to battle to to jack battler's point you could just get kindle unlimited and read a fucking thousand books or whatever that's already there and 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 there's already books that are on there that are like a dollar and you could just buy that and just read a book uh he says they're pushing it, but isn't there anyone else going hard into it? Well, I imagine part of the reason they're pushing it is, again, it's the it's the arcade token thing. People will buy a bunch of tokens and then forget about it or it'll dump off or die off or whatever. And then basically Amazon just has a bunch of free money that's useless. King Dinosaur thinks it's doomed. That's his prediction. I don't, I don't think it's going to do very well. I really don't. The... It, Without the integration of the rest of that stuff, like, the, even the, they even fuck it up with the whole Kindle Prime reading versus Kindle Unlimited. Like, I was trying to teach somebody who's a little older about this. They got their first Kindle and they were all excited. And they're like, well, I have Prime, but the, and this says Prime reading, but then there's Kindle Unlimited. I don't understand. What's the, di-? I'm like, see that right there? They fucked this up. They fucked it up. It should just be like, it's Kindle Unlimited, whatever, and, and that gives you one book a month, or you can pay extra and get Kindle Unlimited Cosmic, and then it's a thing. I don't know, man. Uh, it's just... Battler says, Vela needs a separate app, I believe, but I think you can read Vela on the e-ink readers. If I didn't, I'd be pissed. Like, if I'm going to buy an ebook, I better be able to read it on my Kindle, or I'm not going to read it. I read enough on a computer screen. If I'm going to read, like, it'll be real paper, or it better be my e-ink on there, because I'm not going to sit and read it on a fucking web page. 
trash. I love the EE ink readers. I fucking adore that shit. And again, you want to talk about easy? I read like all those fucking Fargo books. I read like the whole big ass package of them. Just fucking gobbled them up one after another. Oh, I finished one while I'm eating my fucking conies. All right, cool. Open the next one. Wee! Super easy and convenient. Take my money. You want to read the next one? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking who gives a shit? Oh, do you want to buy some more tokens? Refill your refill your token basket so that you can get the next unlocked chapter. Oh, go fuck yourself. Tire this shit. So, I feel like the general consensus is this. Ryan Williamson, you do not suck. Your writing is very good. Kindle Vela sucks and is fucking you in the ass. And you might want to try an alternative source. Maybe Patreon or something, dude. But I, 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 think, I think it's fucking you. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's all of the things we discussed. Are we all in agreement on that? I think it's a combination of people only want free. They're not going to start what they know they're not going to finish because they only want free. It's confusing. They're not going to buy arcade tokens and then go, what the fuck is all this? I, I'm not clicking all this crap. What the fuck? I already have Kindle. They're not sure about the e-reader. Blah, 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 blah. I've King Dinosaur has never heard of it. Black Hat's never heard of it. Honestly, I never had never even fucking heard of it until this. I'm my other Kindle. I never would have noticed this. I, I never would have seen it. So I feel like that's a lot of negative points to it. Um, Battler says, have to roll, but great discussion. Don't feel bad for not making it in Vela. It's a garbage platform. Jack Battler, good to see you as always, sir. Welcome back. Anytime, obviously. Love your input. Take care. Be well, be safe out there. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and fit. I got a lot of drink left. Should I just pound it down? What a good night to you, sir. King Dinosaur is hammering away at his book or writing. I'm excited to read what he has coming up next. Um... I had an idea for a story that I'll probably forget because uh, I never finish anything. And I'm just kind of a dumb dummy man. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to ask. Because should I keep... So, like, I trimmed this down. I trimmed it down a little too much. And I was disappointed. Should, should, I, should I keep this facial hair pattern? Or should I, like... Should I, like, cut this here... So I just have like mustache and soul patch. Should I go back to the Ambrose? Should I do just mustache? Should I just cut the mustache off and just do horseshoe goatee and soul patch? Should I do only soul patch? What do you guys think? Black Cat wants Fu Manchu. So you want me to get rid of this and the soul patch. So you want this. <laughs> Talking to the lady will be helping you format it because you can't retain that knowledge. I I don't like doing that either. I like typing my shit in just fucking like notepad. Like I just uh, just plain text and I just format it with tabs and carriage returns. Uh, I feel like I don't. So 
So you actually want me to have a Frank Zappa? <laughs> That's the Zappa, isn't it? Not a Fu Manchu. So, like, you want this. You just want me to take here to here and just get rid of the bottom of the the chin. I feel like Black Cat's calling it, so I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> and then I will never get laid. <laughs> you like the creative part, everything else sucks. I know I'm the same way. Look, I like this. That's why I like this. I just talk. I don't have to like type shit or edit or whatever. or just like babble and the the zappa. I did that once a while back and I feel like people hated it. (laughs) Maybe I need to wait till this gets a little more full. What you should do is also some good sideburns, but no hair. To- I used to do bald chops, and I had somebody tell me they looked like a fucking idiot, so then I quit it. Just sideburn coming down. just, And then for a while, I had the Ambrose, which is this comes down into here, and then goes up across the mustache, but then all of this is, like, gone. So then you just have this floating sideburn and, like, side beard portion. And comes over. Black Hat loves weird stuff like that. <laughs> I look so weird with like just a mustache, by the way. It looks terrible. I, I used to have that. Maybe that was before you guys used to come and watch. Wait, that's where your pit E came from? What is a pit ee? Me? All right, so Cigar Girl may do a weird thing with his facial hair. Kindle Zavella sucks. Ryan William does not suck. We're all excited about King Dinosaur's new book. A goatee for women. I think I'm gonna go ahead and end the show. (laughs) As we say at the end of all these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit. We'll see you again tomorrow for another 11 p.m. nightcap. Get yourself some rest. All right.